0: All right. Good evening. At least it's evening for us. My name is Jeff Hall, and I am sitting. Sitting across from me is this handsome gentleman, Patrick. Patrick. We uh, we're getting together. We uh are, we've been friends for about a year ish. I guess roughly. We yeah we uh, we both are parents that have a common love for movies. And we also have children that like to go to the movies, and I came up with this with this, with this idea of wanting to uh, basically drag him kicking and screaming to come and talk with movies with me. Um, due to our schedules, because we have we work opposite shifts and have opposite days off, it makes it a little difficult for us to get together. But not even weather could hold us off today. We finally made it happen. So, yes, Patrick, thank you for coming over. So, I know it's a little bit of a drive.
1: And you've been patient. It's been, or maybe impatient. No,
0: I've been, I'm always patient. I'm very understanding. But I'm glad that you're here. So, what I've been wanting to do is, at least this idea I've had, is that I know as those of us, especially uh, those of us as parents, we don't get to go out to the movies that often unless we're taking our kids with us. And so I wanted to kind of, my idea was to start getting parents to come and talk movies. Movies that they've seen with their kids, good, bad, or indifferent. And movies they've seen without their kids that they've been fortunate enough to go see, whether it's in the theater or even at home on some sort of streaming device. And so this is kind of like the inaugural thing. So uh, I have a rough outline um, some trivia notes on a couple of things and I've got my adult beverage as we should because you know, the kids are asleep. So let's go ahead and get into it. So Patrick, you recently saw Dark Phoenix, right? That is correct. All right. I think you, I can't remember if you asked if I was going to go see it. I think I may have just told you you have fun with that. I'm passing on it. <laughs> um, but Real quick before I start getting your opinion on it, let me go over a couple of notes on it. So first of all, uh, we're recording this on June the 9th. So the box office uh, for the weekend has already has come out, and the top five were The Secret Life of Pets two, actually won the weekend the for its opening weekend with forty seven point one million. Wow. Dark Phoenix, the one you saw, came in second with 33 million for the opening, which, for a superhero movie, is is, pretty low. is pretty low. Yeah, especially a major studio that put it out as well. Uh, came coming in third was Aladdin with 27 million uh, in its second or third week, and then Godzilla came in fourth with 15.5 million in its second week. And then Rocket Man uh, came in fifth with 14 million. So it looks like uh, In Game finally got bumped from the top five after a month yeah. of being out. So, so Dark Phoenix had a budget of 200 million. I read that. <laughs> so coming in in that, most studios yeah. kind of bank on that opening week in total. True. Because that's before word of mouth gets out on whether it's good, bad. Or okay and then if it's good you know that's fine it'll you know then they're not worried about it because that opening num that weekend box office will kind of can kind of help project how it's going to do And then if the people that saw that opening weekend didn't like it it's not going to help them recoup that money uh, so that 200 million price tag and only a 33 million uh, budget's not gonna really do them wonders I guess in the end Fox probably is just kinda writing of this movie off since it is now owned by Disney and Disney's gonna just be like, you know what, we got this. Yeah. Y'all just y'all just S- sit we'll down sit and back. Just sit back. We got this. We'll show you how to do it. Exactly. <laughs> so we uh, so it's directed by and I think as we as I kinda of go through this real quick and then getting your thoughts on it it might kinda of make a little more sense. So I don't know if it if they knew ahead of time this is going to be their last one <laughs> before before right. Disney acquired the rights and all that or just bought out Fox and by doing so obtaining the rights. But... Uh, and so they kind of just... I don't know if they just kind of... Knowing that, they're like, okay, we'll just toss this story we've already used once and didn't work well then. Right. Um, or not. But the director... It was, the movie was directed by Simon Kinberg. He's only got one other directorial credit, according to IMDb, and that's one episode of the Twilight Zone TV series, the one that just came out. The current? Yeah, hmm.
1: current one. I haven't watched that yet. Yeah, me either.
0: I want to, but yeah. I have not. So the credits he does have is either producer or writer, sometimes both. So <laughs> let me run down and write down all the credits. Right. But again, you get kind of an idea. Okay. So first of all, he wrote uh, Mr. And Mrs. Smith with uh, Brad Pitt, Angelina Jolie. Okay. E- Triple X, State of the Union, the one with Ice Cube and uh, Scott Speedman. One of the one of the here, that got to your Speedman and Foley. I always sometimes get f- confused. Right. Um, and then Jumper, Sherlock Holmes, X Men: The Last Stand. Sound familiar? Because mm. it's the same story. Mm. Yeah. kind of think he might have been able to kind of improve on said same story. You'd think so. Fantastic Four. Mm. Which yeah. one? Which oh. one? The newer one. Oh. Does it really matter which one?
1: <laughs> I mean, they like the campy ones beforehand, but yeah, that's this newest one.
0: It was rough. Yeah.
1: If I'd seen it in the theaters, i had have been mad.
0: <laughs> Guess who saw it in theaters? i sorry for you. <laughs> yeah. Guess, who, guess why? Because <laughs> my son wanted to go see it. So, uh, again, kind of like, you know, as we talk about movies, we go take our kids to go see. And in doing so, uh, that's when he wanted to go. I'm like, all right, that's fine. We'll go see it. You know, superhero movie. Sure, why not? True. And mm-hmm. so, yes, I went sat through that and even downloaded it on iTunes so he could watch it later because he enjoyed it. Because at the time, I think he was like five-ish. I want say he was about five when that movie came out. So, yeah. Uh, continuing, he also wrote X-Men Days of Future Past. He wrote X-Men Apocalypse. And he wrote X-Men Dark Phoenix. So he wrote and directed this movie. Right. And also wrote the two previous... But did not write First Class, though. Which... Okay is evident because that one's the better of the four, I guess. At least in my opinion, it's the better of the four. Yeah,
1: I guess.
0: I, can't, I mean, I kind of like Days of Future Past a little bit. I, you know, Apocalypse is rough.
1: Yeah. Coming <laughs> off of that, then watching Apocalypse was like you had it, and then you just, then you just let it like go. You Drop the ball.
0: Yeah. You're like, I liked
1: it, you- but dropped the ball sorry. Yeah.
0: It it had its moments. It yeah. definitely had some good elements to it. Yeah. But yeah, they... That was rough. Yeah. That was... I think they did Angel well. I wish they could have done more with it. True. Uh, to the character. I like... I don't think I liked what they did with Nightcrawler. I think I liked Alan Cummings' Nightcrawler from X2 yeah. more, but...
1: I mean, it was decent. It was alright. wasn't horrible.
0: Yeah. And Olivia Munn Sidewalk, but that was that was pretty good. She did fine at that, but poor Os- poor Oscar Isaac as Apocalypse, he didn't he didn't stand a chance. And he, and from what I read, he hated playing that role too. I'm assuming he was just feeling, fulfilling some sort of contract obligation, probably. And from what I understand, that's from what I've read at least. It sounds like that's what a lot of the cast kind of felt like they were doing in this one in Dark Phoenix, just fulfilling a contract contract obligation at least least one for sure (laughs) Yeah, and that they uh, (laughs) that I guess the ones that are supposed to be in makeup were in it as little as possible in the movie now again I haven't seen it you have Um, so let's go ahead and get your thoughts on it since you're the one that's seen it and I haven't and uh, just kind of give a brief overview about what about what the movie's about Okay. Um, I guess returning That's cast members because I'm sure they usually... Spoiler. Yeah, uh, no spoilers. As best okay. as possible. Um,
1: Alright. Well, well, it starts off, I guess you could say, gives you a little flashback of Jean Grey. Um, kind of gives you a backstory on her. I'm not going to say too much about that because something happens and then we flash forward to like the early 90s. And then this time... I guess I could say it's not spoiler, but mutants are kind of accepted. They're okay. kind of like the X Men are working with the government. Okay. So yeah. they need their help for something that's involved in space. So they go out
0: there to assist, and crazy stuff happens. And The explosion in space? Because, yeah. I mean, you can talk about things that okay. were in the preview, because, I mean, if it's. All right.
1: Um, so, you know, an explosion happens, and then a force of some kind. Affects one of the members of the X Men. Okay, and kind of changes her, but I don't think it really fleshes it out like it could have. Okay, yeah, and yeah, I didn't get the. They had a, they had a chance to really get deep with it, but they didn't. And um, uh, I don't know how to talk about it without spoiling it. Right, <laughs> to be honest with you. Um.
0: Uh, I'll try and ask some questions that'll help that might, that might maybe help. F- flesh that. Yeah. So, compared to Last Stand, are there some similar? Are there any similarities to like the storyline of Last Stand and this one? Obviously, Wolverine's not in this one, right? Because he was because he, he's not in this.
1: I mean, of course, the cast is younger. Um, you have Cyclops and Jean Grey's relationship; there together. Right. They established that. You uh, still have Storm. From Apocalypse on the team, Uh, Nightcrawler, Quicksilver, still got them. Um, I mean, as far as the story, it's it's a little different from Last Stand. Okay. So it doesn't exactly follow the same plot. Right. But um, I'm kind of confused because Apocalypse kind of introduced something. Yeah. At the end of that. Right. And kind of. They kind of
0: forgot about it. Kind of mess with the timeline. (laughs) Right. some yeah. fudgery. <laughs> Some yeah. Taiwan fudgery. Yeah. Which is weird because the guy that wrote, because the director again wrote, wrote Apocalypse and wrote this one. So you think. It's almost like
1: it, this one should have happened somehow in the middle of Apocalypse, but it wouldn't have worked. <laughs> right. Yeah. He's like,
0: yeah, we're okay with not, you. we're okay with you not, with that kind of, you forgetting that. It's right. We can write con that. It's, it's fine. Yeah. Um Trying to think, do you th- so you mentioned they kind of dropped the ball on where they could have kind of fleshed out because um, well I mean the basic anybody the basic storyline of Jean Grey that she does turn into the Dark Phoenix. Right. It's like one of the most. From what I understand, this is, now I'm not never really been a big X Men comics person. Mm-hmm. I've read a few here and there, but from what I understand from the Dark Phoenix saga, it's like Marvel's biggest. I guess, epic, uh, storyline. So they've had, it's like one of their big ones that they, I don't want to say proud of, but it's been most popular and right. kind of most most cherished, which is why they've, I guess, tried to re- tell the story twice now. And it seems like they may not have gotten it right for the second time.
1: Animated did it better. <laughs> <Animated> See, it, <laughs> had, have you seen the animated one? I have. Okay. But it did it better it's been a while since I've seen it but I right. know as far as story plotting through yeah it, it worked but okay but just followed that they've been good
0: <laughs> right because heaven forbid they just borrow from source material that they already have right which is one thing I've kind of been frustrated with with some superhero movies mainly the DC ones recently is that you have so much source material that you can choose from exactly I mean, I'm not saying you have to fo- follow the Marvel model of, you know, introduce all your superheroes in their own films first, and then, and then jump into your team movie. I mean, it makes sense in a logical way, right? Because that would just that way when people when you jump into a team movie, all of the introductions are already made. You already know these characters, and then now you get to see them try and team up and how their personalities and their powers either right. work together or don't work together now, to me, that was one of their, in the storyline that they used was just, I mean, it was lame. I mean, I I was very disappointed. But um, that's neither here nor there. Um, I think everybody can agree is it wouldn't matter if it's, it doesn't really matter if there's a Zack Snyder cut that apparently is going to make it better. It doesn't help if the story is still weak. Yeah. And it doesn't help if the acting is still kind of all over the place. Because you have people that haven't had their own solo films yet to kind of have a reference point. You're having to kind of just get thrown into what these characters are like, whether you know who they are or not. Right. So, anyway, so it's It's cybering.
1: It's kind of like with this movie. Some of the characters were introduced last movie. Right. And one in um, Days of Future Past. Yeah. So, don't really have a big connection with them. So, they didn't really flesh out a lot of the newer characters that they have okay. and as far as new class the only people you have from that is Mystique and Hank and then Professor X and Magneto. Right.
0: so so is Jean? because I, I don't know if this really gives it away because sometimes people get tr- tricked by trailers by clever editing or uh, or the others just don't know what they have or they're like oh my god I don't know what you want me to do with this right is is Jean Grey the main villain for the movie? No. Okay, that's. And I think that I
1: might have heard it because there's a little side, I guess, extra villain that's in this that okay. kind of takes away from. From the main
0: storyline, okay. I was curious about that, and just like, well, is that going to be one of those things where just you go to the theater and like, oh, well, this is a surprise. Right. I I didn't know this person was in it. I guess unless you maybe look it up on IMDb and see the character's name and the credits, but which I actually have not done, even though I looked up a few other things like trivia wise, but I haven't looked up anything character wise because I was curious because I was like, seems like they probably would add somebody like some other villain kind of be though. I would say winchpin villain, but you know the the one that really is kind of behind everything.
1: Right. Yeah. So. I'd say I'll just say yeah. aliens. They oh, okay. Have aliens here. Oh, okay. If you take them out and actually focus on the Dark Phoenix part, it might have made the movie better.
0: Okay. Do you think the movie would have been, but be- could have been serviced better by being a smaller movie? And by that, I don't mean necessarily in well, maybe in scope, by it not. <laughs> It's hard to do. I don't want to say it's hard to do for superhero movies because right. there are, there are superhero movies that are smaller in scope, that turn out to be better. Like the Ant Man movies are technically a smaller scoped movies. It True. takes place in San Francisco, and that's really about it. They don't go hopping all over the country mm-hmm. or in outer space for some. You know, they kind of stick to there. They had their small little story. You know, it doesn't really affect anybody else outside of that city so it's a smaller film so they're able to do more and concentrate on the characters and add more humor to it and make it more entertaining which is one of the reasons why I kind of like the Ant-Man movies now they're not my favorite but but they they do they work perfect they're great I mean they're great to take. I took my son to go see it to go see both of them and he loved I mean he enjoyed both of them
1: took my daughter She's enjoyed
0: too yeah because they're perfect for um for that kind of age group, right, and that's one thing Marvel has done is they focus, they pick a genre for a for one of their characters, and they just roll with it. Yeah, and they just like, okay, this one's going to be part of this this genre. This one's going to be part of that genre, and that and that's kind of one thing, one of the things that the X Men movies kind of frustrated me with them is that it seemed like they had good intentions, they right. had a hard time follow through. Right. Like they had a great outline, <laughs> maybe good storyboards, but they didn't go by. <laughs> but yeah, they they just you no. Know, and one thing I always wonder, and I'm kind of would like to get your opinion on this too, is there are there are movies that there are theaters that or not theaters, studios. Do you think this movie probably got studio noted to death, no. or do you think it's probably this was probably the director's vision.
1: Mm, this one's hard to say. I mean, they did have reshoots, which yeah. might be why the budget was $200 million. Right, might have been and that's less, might have been less than that if it was not for the reshoots. Um, yeah, I'm not sure as far as studio involvement.
0: Because one thing I kind of always wonder is how good a movie could be if it hadn't, Ben Studio knows it to death. And one thing I did want to look up um, real quick while we're still talking about this one before we move, before I you know relay a couple of trivia things about the movie and then we move on to the next one is, I, you can always tell how good a movie is going to be, or how bad a movie is going to be, by how many writers are are credited. True. So um, I'm looking at, at it right now. There are three people that are just credited with the story. then uh yeah three people correct uh credited with the story and then just simon kinberg uh, as written by so i guess he got help trying to get the story put together and then of course uh stanway and jack kirby are credited obviously because they created the comics so correct um because that always kind of worries me (laughs) whenever if i see more than two names i kind of go i kind of yeah that's not good because at that point, you're like, well, how many pages does each person get to write? And then they have to try and put it all together. It's
1: like, which part of this movie was this person's idea and what was that person's idea?
0: Yeah. And how well did they try and fuse everybody's ideas? And, right. And, you know, did one person get, get more of a say than somebody else? So, I mean, it seems like it's just kind of just kind of there. So, real quick, before we move on, I'm going to go over a couple of the trivias. Um, let's see. The one about Hugh Jackman and Wolverine not being in the movie. I mean, he wasn't in the in any of the others. I mean, there was a... I guess there was a part... There was a cameo in First Class when they were going oh, around yeah. trying to find mutants and then they he had the cameo in to, Apocalypse, too. Yeah. He told them to F off and, you know. Yeah. Um, so the first one uh, says here the film takes place in 1992, the year the X-Men comics were relaunched with the new costume designs and a new cartoon show, the X-Men the animated Series. So I guess that's probably what you were talking about. Um, let's see. Uh, Met, Mystique and Magneto were not originally intended to appear as Jennifer Lawrence implied in several interviews that she was done with playing Mystique, though she said in an interview that she had a change of heart as she didn't want fans to be confused and her character got the Chuck Cunningham syndrome treatment. I'm not exactly sure what that means. I don't either. I've never heard so, that. So, what, Uh, one thing I do kind of, uh, one thing I do kind of, you know, I think what, you know, she says had a change of heart. What I think happened there, her agent's like, no, you, you had to fulfill this. If you don't make this movie,
1: Probably contractually obligated to That's, do it. exactly. <laughs> it it kind of showed in so, her performance. It was real. It was better than Apocalypse, but you can tell she's, 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 she's done. She's
0: done. She's, <laughs> done. she's over it. She's done. <laughs> so, uh, next thing. So, Sophie Turner from uh, Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. From most people that uh, watch that and know her from that. Um, studied mental illness in preparation for playing the Dark Phoenix. Do you really need to, though? I mean, that's a bit... Mm. I mean, I mean,
1: I don't think you'd have to do I that. I don't think, I
0: think that's a bit, that's a bit much. Yeah. I would get, like, if, <laughs> I, I mean, I don't I know. I think she did pretty good in the role. Right? Yeah. I, mean, I, was,
1: I was impressed.
0: Uh, let's see, the third act was originally going to take place in space. After reshoots were completed, it was changed to a sequence where the X-Men are kidnapped and then taken, abroad and mili- taken aboard a military train. Um,
1: that's actually one of the coolest moments in the
0: in the movie yeah there you go like the action pieces were good so when they so when they start talking about stuff like that and about doing reshoots that means that they did that means they did a test screening and the audiences hated the third act and so or the studio yeah or the studio <laughs> generally they go by they'll do the the, like yeah. yeah and then they'll uh, and then they'll have to do the reshoots and then whatever
1: I wonder if they had the space sequence done and they just scrapped it That's, that's it. But,
0: yeah that's a good question
1: if so, I'd like to see that.
0: <laughs> yeah, maybe it'll be on the extras. <laughs> Hopefully, um, Phoenix was originally conceptualized with a fiery look uh, for the film. It was revamped in post-production to look more cosmic. Which to me seems kind of lame because it's Phoenix, so it should be a little more fiery and not.
1: Yeah, seem like they try to go more with the
0: uh, the fact the that Captain the explosion. That, look. Yeah, I guess.
1: No. I didn't know it so, was the cosmic.
0: Yeah, thanks. So. Check this out. So the sequel was announced three weeks before X Men Apocalypse was released in theaters. Wow. (laughs) They could have probably, they probably should have held off before they decided they wanted to go do that. Yeah. Because I guess they had really high expectations. But from what I remember, I think uh, Apocalypse was delayed too. Because they they were having to add, because they were having to not only do reshoots, but they were having to work on uh, Oscar Isaac's skin tone because he was blue and I think Apocalypse uh, was supposed to be purple, kind of like Thanos.
1: Had a little Ivan Ooze thing going. Yeah, it was just,
0: <laughs> I was like, what in the world? Uh, let's see here. Uh, and then the rest of this is just kind of nothing really that exciting, it's just kind of lame stuff. But, um, so one thing, this is kind of interesting. Uh, Simon Kinberg, the director, took influence from Logan in making the film less stylish and more natural. No that. <laughs> yeah, I about that. Yeah, about say thoughts, because I see that look of uh, I don't see that No, at, at no
1: all. point did I think of Logan while watching this.
0: <laughs> no. And have you watched the uh have you watched the Logan black and white version? Yes. It's so much better. It is it's is. so much better and uh I specifically got that version so I can watch exactly. the noir version <laughs> exactly cuz I watched it basically the same reason I kind of well I downloaded it cuz I knew I was going to like it anyways yeah and I uh and it said so that came with the black and white version I'm like I'm watching this right away yeah and it's and it does it just adds and I like black and white and I love noir movies anyways and so this just added that it just added that more it was crisp. It was real crisp. It's hard to say because you know, I love watching old movies, and so to watch a, a current movie in black and white with essentially the HD style of uh, digital shooting and everything, and just adding that just makes it just crisp and clear, and just really adds some depth and some right. some uh, style to it. Even though he says you know more natural look, but there's some style in that in Logan that. I you know that I think is kind of overlooked sometimes, and uh, I think the first one I saw that happen that they did that with was uh, Mad Max Fury Road. I think they called it the Steel version or Titanium. I don't remember, but they did the same thing with Mad Max, and it's it's pretty pretty cool to watch too. Check it out. Yeah, I would rec- definitely recommend it. All right, so let's move on um, to the last movie I saw, which was Brightburn. All right, I saw that couple of weeks back, uh, by myself after the kids went to bed and, uh, had to find a uh, time to do that. So I went to a late show, which for me, anymore going to movies late at night, it's kind of hard for me to do cause I'm usually tired and ready for bed. Right. But it was just one of those things. I, uh, I just went ahead and did it anyways. So I was in the movie theater with probably 10 other people cause it was, I mean, it was opening night and there's just one, and it was like a 9:40 show, 9:40 10 o'clock show. So it's not going to be a whole lot of people, right. and there wasn't a whole lot of hype for this movie. There wasn't a whole lot of marketing done for this movie. Uh, as I talked on my other podcast uh, when I covered *Brightburn*, this movie w- had a budget of, I believe, 40. I want to say 41 million. Hold on, I got it for you. No, mm-hmm. take it back. It had a budget of seven million. Which is, I mean, for I don't want to, I hate, I want to catch myself stopping a lot because I'm like, this movie, I guess, technically is classified as a horror. I still think it more of a thriller.
1: Yeah, thriller suspense. Yeah, yeah than I sure. do horror.
0: Now, obviously, there's some horror elements in it, yeah. but I still don't see it as a horror movie, but more yeah. of a thriller, and that's kind of where... And, I'm, again, I'm not a big horror movie fan. It even says horror slash sci-fi for its classification. I would go more sci-fi. But, again, it's more thriller, just sci-fi elements in it. Yeah. So, for those that haven't seen it, and I'll just do a real kind of Cliff Notes version of it, Brightburn is the... Basically, I'm pretty sure the, the way I'm going to describe it is pretty much how they pitched it. What if Superman went bad? Instead of being raised by you know being raised to be a good Kansas boy and basically be growing up to be the boy scout, Clark Kent, that later becomes you know, discovers his powers, becomes Superman and you know, does you know, is the golden golden boy slash, you know, the superhero that's there for truth, justice and I guess the American way, but that I think is transcended to just, you know just in general. Uh, so Brightburn basically is the idea of basically everything you know about Superman is pretty much the same. We kind of want, you, or they, the the movie wants you to think, okay. It shows at the beginning that uh, Elizabeth Banks and David Denman, uh, who was who played Roy in the Office, if, for Office fans, uh, play this couple that own a farm, and it shows it shows the opening scene is them goes to the bookshelf of their farmhouse showing that all these fertility books because they're trying to have a child. And then um, while they're trying to get in the mood, so to speak, uh, they have something in their you know, something crashes in their farm. They go outside and then see the red, glowy thing. And then it cuts to basically the kind of like old-time movie or old-time uh, home videos of the kid growing up. And at what age? And it's kind of, and I like the way they did this because it kind of, it doesn't, you don't have to see all this extra, you know, it it cuts down on some movie time to focus more on the actual plot. Right. And it gets all the way up, and then, you know, he's kind of young, I like to say adolescent. And then it fast-forwards to, he's 12. And it's almost as, you know, and, and he kind of gets. He's kind of an outsider, and he uh, and he kind of gets picked on in school because he's, you know, the nerdy kid. And then he, all of a sudden, I don't know if, I want to associate it to puberty. He basically hits puberty, and yeah. then that's kind of when his powers start. Like, his spaceship kicks in, and his spaceship kicks in, and then... That I guess kicks something in his alien brain, which then he starts talking in his sleep. And then all of a sudden he, throughout the course of a couple of nights, he discovers what weird language he's talking in. He's able to finally, I guess, understand it and and then translate it to where it basically says, take the earth. And then like, just like that, he's now evil.
1: (laughs) Right. He had no struggle
0: with- No struggle. No, no. So, so, and I kind of talked to you about this before we started recording. I've talked to some of my friends about this. I don't dislike this movie, so I want to go ahead and say that right off the bat. I don't dislike this movie. I do find myself frustrated with this movie, though. I want to like it, I really do, but I find myself so frustrated. I find myself frustrated when I talk about it because there are some really good aspects of this movie. Right. I believe it's shot really well, especially for a movie that's only got a 7 million dollar budget. You wouldn't know it by watching it. You would think it had, you know, I wouldn't say it had a 100 million dollar budget, but it had a good, I would say probably 75. I would have guess maybe about 75. So, or budget, but it <clears throat> but only 7. So the fact that they were able to conduct the special and practical effects with only a seven million dollar budget, I find that amazing. And it kind of goes to my theory of you don't need a hundred or in this for X-Men Dark Phoenix, you don't need a two hundred million dollar budget to make a quality superhero movie. Or even if it is an anti-superhero movie. Right. Like in this case, all you need is a good fleshed out story. Yes. <laughs> some decent acting. And some good effects. And then, you know, a good director can go a long way too. Right. For people that maybe aren't, uh, uh, are still kind of fairly new to acting. Um, so, I liked, I liked the beginning. I liked all the way up until the killing started. So, I had this there's a scene that now I can watch everything I've seen you know in our line of work in our actual jobs we see the worst you know we see a lot of we see people in their worst shapes I can look at pretty much gunshot wounds stab wounds I can look at burns and some things sometimes I don't like to but you know I can handle it I don't do eyes I don't it's, I don't like touching my eye, much less. I, can, I don't even do. I can't even do eye drops. Like that's just my thing. I just. I can't do eye. I don't do eyes. I will do everything else. I don't even care if it is special. You know, I don't even care if it is special effects. I'm like, you know, tough. it's the only thing that will make me, you know, close my, you know, put my hand over my eyes and, and I would. We'll say y'all got about twenty five seconds before I'm done. Right. I don't do eyes. Get it out get get it out of your system, get it out of the way. Let's cut to another scene yeah. or cut to something else. Right. No pun intended, I guess on the cutting. But <laughs> there's a scene in which there's an eye scene that I don't I didn't like. And that bothered me. <laughs> that that more annoyed me than anything. Um but oddly enough there was another scene where someone else gets severely injured that didn't bother me as much. Yeah. <laughs> Without giving anything really away, there's just another scene that didn't bother me as much. I'm like, okay, well, that's just that sucks, but right, but it's not didn't bother me as much. It's not the eye. No, it's not the eye. So that's just one of my things. Uh, I think the movie. I kind of want to get you know, I kind of need to stop on what you kind of talk about because you once saw this too, right?
1: Yeah, I saw it uh, early, 10 a.m. showing before work. And it was probably me and three other people.
0: I had the whole did, back row. What day did you see that? Was it on a Thursday or Friday? Uh, it was Friday. Okay. And, opening it day. would have to be if it was 10 a.m. Yeah, so it was opening okay. day, 10 a.m. Friday. And, um, you know. 10 a.m. is what I call dad time. <laughs> or mom time. It's parents when parents get to go see movies because kids are at school. Right. I think
1: Sorry, it's going to be my pattern. If I can see a movie early, that's Yeah. what I'm going to do. But um, you know, same thing. I liked how it started off, but I think they missed some opportunities. You know, as far as when he realizes his abilities, it has been cool to see him kind of struggle instead of just going straight zero to right. hundred.
0: But I, yeah, definitely agree with you on that.
1: But um, you know, I, I'm still don't really know his motives for a lot of things.
0: Exactly. That's and um, something I definitely had an issue with too. Yeah. I'm like, all right, but why?
1: Right. I mean parents weren't raising them bad exactly you know so I was like I don't understand why he's just straight up evil yeah
0: like I get (laughs) I mean because your daughter just became a teenager so congratulations but at the same time (laughs) teenagers are rough yeah I remember my teenage years I remember before I was a teenager I would tell my mom I go mom teenagers suck and (laughs) she always found it humorous then I became a teenager, and then I became one of the sucky teenagers. But I also still held true to that, that I thought that teenagers suck, even when I was one. Right. <laughs> and so that's kind of one of those things we kind of still joke about. But teenagers are difficult because they're going through hormones. I don't understand that. I think if they would have approached it more like he's going through... like Instead of his spaceship activating, and that's how all of this is triggering him. Right. If they would have just gone with the fact that um, it's a hormonal thing, kind of like just going through puberty, that's what's causing it.
1: Maybe just introduce things here and there. Like, he, like, you're just seeing he's more in the yard. He gets frustrated and tosses, like, oh, my God, you know, what's going on? You know? Yeah.
0: Maybe go tell somebody. Yeah. Because it's not like he, it's not like they don't, he's, the movie doesn't show him having a difficult time with his parents. His parents are very loving. Yep. They are. After having after watching the movie, having to go look back and go. Why do I have a problem with this movie? Like why? What are my difficulties with this movie? I look back and go, well, who's the protagonist in this movie? Because it's not the kid. Mom. It's mom yep. and dad. It's yeah, both parents. parents. Yeah. It's the parents are the protagonists parents don't... The people in this movie don't fare too well. They... Without without trying to give it all away, you have a... You try and root for the protagonist with the mom. You really sympathize with the mom. The dads, they don't flesh out his character as much. Mm -hmm. Mom gets a lot. So Elizabeth Banks gets a lot of the... uh, Because she tries to defend him when he starts the killing. And saying, that's not my son. You know, they're still getting him, et cetera. I mean, that's not anything that's being swelled because that's all in the trailer. Yeah. And. Just mom being mom. Just mom being mom. Yeah, it's what any mother or father would do is yeah. defend their kid because they know their kid is good. You know, even when they're being a little shit, so to speak. Right. <laughs> they still know their kid's good. They're just going through. You
1: defend them in public. Go, then once you get home, like, hey. Yeah. <laughs> what this. is going on? <laughs> right.
0: I, mean, I do that now I'm like they'll act like a demon I'll get home and I'll be like, dude what is going on? Yeah let's talk. I don't care if it's the four-year-old or the or the eight-year-old I'll ask them both the same the same way the same thing like what is going on because there's obviously something going on right please talk to us so we can kind of work this out right. And some of course at this age for my kids it's generally I'm just tired. <laughs> it's, a lot of it's I'm tired. Or, you know, they're overstimulated or something, Right. at this point at least. When they get older, it'll be different, you know, I'm sure. With my son, it's just, uh, he gets frustrated at Fortnite, so, you know, because he's at that age, and that's what his struggles are right now.
1: He has trouble with New Master 69 as well? <laughs>
0: yes. <laughs> nice in-game reference. <laughs> uh, yes, he's got a few of those, I think. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so, getting back to Brightburn, I had... I didn't like the ending at all. Because I don't really feel that it... I mean, obviously the movie movie ended because credits rolled. Yeah. I don't think it... I don't feel satisfied with the ending, if that makes sense. Like, I don't feel like it... I didn't... Like, the movie ended, I didn't go, well, okay, that's what I expected. I mean, because I really didn't know what to expect. Yeah. But it's not me going... Like, I just didn't understand... Like, I don't get it. Like, I don't... Like with what this is not did? how I
1: like with what he did or what. well afterwards? before that well
0: yeah uh, what he did towards the end but not the very last thing he okay. did the very last thing he did I... they could have cut that out and I would have been like alright but I understand why they did, why he did it because he did it as a cover up Yeah. so I get it I guess ex- what frustrated me was that they didn't flesh out the character enough to make me want to care about him. If that makes sense. Yeah. Because they didn't show him having any struggle. It just went straight to bed and then he just went not start killing people. Yeah. Because they were, you know, irritating him or, you know, disagreeing with him. And so the tension was good because they did a good job building tension. So right. that's, so as far as things that I did like about the movie, they did do a good job building tension and, uh, Leading up to it, the music I thought actually was oh, yeah. fairly well done. Um, there was a few times I was like, "Okay, it's a little clichéish," but yeah. overall, I thought the music was well done. I think it added more to the suspense. Um, I think the only way I would classify that I would see this as being classified as a horror is how they showed the deaths. That's the only way I could really. Otherwise, it really is just a straight out thriller. With superhero elements because, you know, he has powers. Yeah. But I don't... So, as far... And I thought the acting was really well done. And again, like I said, with the special effects, I thought it was well done as well. Um, I don't know if you had anything you wanted to add as far as, like, what you thought... Things that you liked about it.
1: Well, I mean, as far as the horror elements, being that it's not a horror movie, but the horror elements in it, I mm-hmm. feel worked
0: um maybe they showed too much in the trailer i agree with that it and that's generally a problem with trailers that there are some that get cut really well they're done very well every marvel movie is cut very well and they do sneaky stuff in the marvel movies right so they they know how to do that right but i'm with you that I hate movies that... I hate trailers that show you too much. Because like, that's how you know it may not be good. It's
1: kind of like Dark Phoenix. They yeah. showed way too much. Because it yeah. gave away a lot of stuff. And they had how many trailers? What, three? Yeah. And each one pretty much let you know... I mean, it was, the movie was predictable. I still liked it, but it was predictable. But um, as far as Brightburn... Um, I mean, it was an interesting take on what if Superman was evil instead of yeah. good. Um, I just wish there was more struggle if we had actually seen him kind of fight with wanting to do good but then ultimately deciding to do evil. Right. Because there's a, I guess without context of what was going on, you know, mom told him, they're still good in you. Oh, I still want, I want to do good, but we haven't seen him really try. Try. Yeah.
0: We're just and- straight up. Yeah, Bad. it's like no. I'm just good with this. I'm just gonna yeah. go back to. So, as far as like things I had problems with, <laughs> several. But think or let me instead of things I had problems because I think I've kind of already pretty much kind of discussed that. Things I would have liked to have seen yeah. that I think would have helped. I don't need a lot of backstory on where he came from. Right. But instead of just leading me to assume, how about show me the planet? Or if he even came from a planet, maybe he came from a spaceship itself and was just shot in that pod, shot out, and that's, like, he's on him, like, they're doing this on several different planets.
1: And this is his mission. And this is his mission.
0: Yeah. I mean, it takes 30 seconds. True. To show something like that.
1: Well, when they had the ship affecting them, they could have given flashes of...
0: Yes. You
1: know. Something. Yeah.
0: Just to give more context. More context as to where he came from. (laughs)
1: Right.
0: That bugged me, I think, more than... I think that bugged me quite a bit because there's no context as to, oh, he's just an alien and you're supposed to just assume. Because you know the story of Superman, it's going to be basically the same. The only difference is he just grows up to be evil instead of good. Right. And I don't think people should be made to have to assume that it should be kind of now I'm not saying it needs to be spoon fed right. but some sort of context would help I think Yeah. and I think that's kind of where they kind of missed out or at least missed the mark on that Yeah. Um, the other thing I didn't again I didn't like the ending and that's I wish they could have done something different what bothers me about the ending is that they obviously left it open for a sequel Right. and I don't like that kind of oh, uh, what's the word for it that kind of, uh, you know what, you're going to like this movie because we're going to... Not only are going to like this movie because this movie is going to make money because we shot it for $7 million. So even if we have a poor opening weekend, we'll still make it back overseas. True. <laughs> so we're going to go ahead and make a sequel, whether you want it or not. Right. Because that's how studios work because in the end it's still a business. It's all about the money. Exactly. So I don't like... It, I would have rather them just ended it, and then if they make a sequel, they could just make a sequel, but not literally make it to where it's, hey, so we're that, letting you know we're going to go ahead and make a sequel.
1: So based on that last little portion, they could have left out.
0: Yes, the Michael Rooker cameo, yeah. which you, without saying, I mean, um, without giving away, he makes a cameo as a newscaster, and uh, they talk about other possible possible antiheroes. So what I talked about on my other podcast when I discussed *Brightburn* was that it's based on a Marvel Comics run, believe it or not. And I brought it, and I brought the fact that it's it was distributed by Sony. Well, this is a Sony movie, mm-hmm. so it's not Marvel, it's not DC, it's not Warner Brothers. It's Sony, and with and what's uh, and what they did was let me pull it up so I can get it correctly. Um, to do 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 do, 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 do 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 somewhat old uh, crappy music here um well, that
1: explains the marvel logo at the end Yeah, <laughs> i was like how's okay yeah
0: so yeah so sony does it uh let's see here uh, ba, 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 ba. i had it right here because i so the uh oh shoot i forgot where i looked it up Anyways. When I looked up the story, it's based on a Marvel Comics movie in which they took, it's a Marvel Comics run, Supreme something or other, uh, oh, I'm drawing a blank, uh, where they took DC characters and did the what if DC characters were evil. Sure. And they didn't just do it for Superman, they did it as like a Justice League, you know, like an evil Justice League. Right. So of course Marvel's going to do that because they're not going to do it with their own characters. Sure. They'll go do it with the rival company's characters. Right. But not actually have it be, you know, use their names obviously because they didn't use Superman in this one. They
1: change it just enough where they can't get sued. (laughs) Exactly. Pretty much.
0: And Lord knows Marvel would be doing the same thing. Yeah. Uh, So, uh, I don't know if I want to see another one though. Like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I don't need to see an evil Wonder Woman or an evil Batman. Maybe they were just, just there You know, just because. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't see that happening because this movie made money. True. And it had a great opening box office. uh, So I don't, yeah, I don't see that. I I see them making another because that's, because again, it's a company and it makes money. All right. um, Real briefly, we're going to talk about, and we're not going to get into synopsis or, you know, or anything fancy on it but um, I just want to ask I want to quickly talk about the last movies now that we've talked about the last movies we saw by ourselves or you know without kids real quick the last movie we saw with your daughter
1: that was Avengers Endgame
0: okay so I know you've seen it multiple times as have I yeah Uh, how many times have you seen it now
1: I've seen it four Four times. Three in a theater, once at home.
0: <laughs> we won't get into that. No. <laughs> and your daughter has seen it just the one time? Just the one. Okay. What did she think about it?
1: I mean, she liked it. She watched. I took her to see it in Infinity War as well. But, um, you know, hers is simple. I liked it. It was, what did she say? She may have said it wasn't as sad as the last one. But, oh, okay. Um, yeah, but she yeah. she enjoyed it. She actually sat through the whole three hours, never once went to the bathroom. That's why I went to see it first. Right. I saw it Thursday, and then that Saturday it took her, because I didn't want to miss anything. Right. But she actually stayed the whole time until the first part of the credits rolled. Oh, wow. I was like, all right. I kept looking at her like, you know, she ain't moving. She's not moving. But she stuck it out.
0: How about that? Yeah. I, uh, has she seen any, I mean, is she a fan of those movies, or is it...
1: But as far as Marvel? Yeah, or just. Oh, we've seen. I took her to see Guardians of the Galaxy 1 and 2, Spider Man, Homecoming. I'm pretty sure she's going to see Far From Home. Okay. Um, the only Spider Man she didn't see, she didn't want to see Spider Verse. That's the only one she oh, really? didn't want to see. I was like, really?
0: She should see that one. Yeah. <laughs> she needs to see I that told
1: one. Her, she was like, I don't know. I'm like.
0: Trust me. Dude, that's should... where you go. Trust me on this you one. You got to see it. That's yeah. gotcha. Yeah.
1: She didn't want to, so I, right. I saw that by myself, too.
0: And it was awesome, wasn't it? Yes, Yeah, it was. So I knew my son would want to go see it. Mm -hmm. I did not for one second think my daughter would want to go see it because she's four. I mean, she's four, four and a half. That's, you know, I didn't think that's really something you, she, no, she, I want to go too. So I'm like, all right. So the three of us went and all three of them loved it. Or all three of them. The two of them and myself, all three, all three of us kids, (laughs) (laughs) um, loved it. Yeah. And, uh, so, um. My son went and saw it In Game with his mom. Okay. They went and saw it. My son does not do well with. My son does not know how to not spoil things because right. <laughs> he's eight. Yeah, and so they saw it on. Sat, I believe a Saturday. it was either a Saturday evening or it was Sunday midday. One of the two. Yeah. I. I knew, my wife knew, both both of us knew that he was gonna spoil it the next time I talked to him. Yep. Because he's spoiled a couple he's spoiled Ragnarok and I forgot what else. Dang. So I mean there weren't big spoilers, but you know I and I mean someone could spoil a movie, I'll still go see it. I'll still really enjoy it. Yeah. Like I don't enjoy movies less by knowing more most of the time. So <laughs> So I with talking with my wife, she's like, You need you just need to go see it. Just go ahead and go. As long as we can go see it together, you know, on on Friday. Right. You know, when we're both off, uh, then you can go then that's fine. Go ahead and go. I yeah. said, Are you sure? And I kinda went back and forth and I finally ended up going to like a nine thirty show. Okay. Sunday night. Because I knew my son. <laughs> right. And so yeah, I went and saw it by myself, loved it. And then went saw it later that that following Friday, I took I took my wife to go see it, and still loved it just as much. I've enjoyed it, but the one thing I learned between uh, between the time I saw it the first time, there was a scene at the end. I go, "Who the hell's that guy?"
1: Oh, kid. Yeah, I didn't know either until I.
0: I think that's most people, <laughs> yeah. With, and because I saw that online, I was like, "Who the hell's this kid?" And then it shows it's like this kid is blah 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 blah. Yeah. I'm like, oh that makes so much more sense now. That's actually really cool that they went back and did that. Yeah. Cause the movie, I think we can all agree. And I think by now, most people have seen it a couple of times. If you hadn't seen it by now, you're just going to wait till it's rental. (laughs) Yeah. You're just going to wait till it's rental and you already, everything's been spoiled. Yeah. Um, but the one thing that I really enjoyed, now I know people, a lot of people had problems with the timeline, Mm -hmm. like, or not timeline, time time travel. travel. Yeah. They didn't like that aspect I mean, of it. They
1: kind of explained I it.
0: I liked it because it paid homage to all the. It, it, there's several different parts where it paid homages to previous films. That was the best part. Yeah, because you, know, you got to so, relive
1: those times and like, well, maybe this particular movie wasn't as bad as I thought.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I, and I really liked it. And I was like, wow, okay. And they literally just wrapped everything up in a nice little neat bow. Yep. And I wasn't upset with anything. Well, I was upset. Difference of opinion, I guess is a good way to put it. I had a difference of opinion on, on one scene at the end, but it that's okay. I was still okay with it, but it's just because I like one character more than the other. Okay. Um, and that's why. Um, but that's all. Um, so the last movie I went and saw was Pokemon Detective Pikachu. Is that
1: good?
0: Yeah. It's Surprisingly. So my daughter, again, who's four, she'll be five in September, really wanted to go see it. Because her her brother was, when he was like five or six, he started, you know, he started collecting Pokemon. He was, you know, he was was all about Pikachu and Pokemon. And that's, I, I was a kid of the 80s. So I, I missed Pokemon. Like I had aged out of it. Right. By the time Pokemon came around, I was already in my teens. Yeah. So I, I wasn't, I didn't do, you know, I was in high school at that point by the time Pokemon came around. So I didn't, I kind of. You know, it's, I'm sure if I had grown up in the, you know, as a kid in the '90s, I'd be all over it, collecting everything. But right, and then be even more excited about this, and even more excited that my son was collecting them. No, I didn't know Jack about Pokemon. I never played any of the video games because, you know, again, I kind of aged out of doing all that. The video video games I did play were like baseball or Tony Hawk Pro Skater. You know, was, right. I didn't, you know, I didn't play that stuff. You know, I barely even play the Batman games now. <laughs> so, and I love them. True. I just don't, you know. But he, but he was really into it for a while, and then Minecraft came around and that took his interest. And then uh, Fortnite came around, so that's now taking his interest. So, I'm right. not, you know, whatever comes next. Yeah. Um. But uh, she, she really got into Pokemon because of her brother. So she wanted to go see it. I thought he'd want to go. He was going to go see it with his mom. They ended up not going to see it. Because he decided he, didn't want to. He just no, I'm good. And they stayed home and, you know, and hung out, which was you know she said was fine. And it was, I found odd, but I was like, well, if he's not interested anymore, he might not True. want to. I think he really would have enjoyed it. It is a fun movie. Like I again, no interest in Pokemon myself. Yeah, I have little, very little knowledge from. Him showing me the cards, to him playing Pokemon Go on my phone. He still will do that though. Right. If we're out somewhere and he's bored, he'll ask if he could play Pokemon Go on my phone and see what's around. So he'll do that, still do that. And so I've learned from watching him do that. I learned some of the character names. So I wasn't sure if she was going to like it, right. but she wanted to go. So we had our, you know, had our little movie date, and we went and saw it. And it turned out to be, and I thought it would be okay. Yeah, I didn't think I, I didn't think it would be terrible. I thought it'd be okay. I was very entertained. Hmm. It it's got the right mix of humor with action, which is kind of what all you know. And it doesn't get bogged down in any kind of. You don't have to be a fan of Pokemon to enjoy the movie. Okay, let's put it that way. You don't have to know who the characters are, or the animals and different creatures are. I do believe, like most things, if you have, just like any superhero movie, do you really need to know who these characters are? Not really. You can go into watching Infinity War having not seen the previous 20. Does it help? Definitely. Right. But do you need to? Not really. Mm -mm. No. I will be the first one to say you have to see Infinity War to understand Endgame. Yes. (laughs) That's kind of a two-parter. But I don't think you need to see the previous movies to really under to be able to follow what's going on in Infinity War and Endgame. I do, you know. So it's it's accessible. I guess is a good way to put it. Right. Okay. So I think Pokemon's accessible to people that aren't fans, like myself, and let's face it, my daughter because she's not she doesn't know much about Pikachu, other than other than the stuffed animals and the little onesie she wears. Right. But she loved it she thought it was funny she laughed you know to be big monsters she's like ooh I don't like big monsters but I'm not scared of anything <laughs> yeah it's like okay and then um, she uh, but yeah And then it was just entertaining it was a decent story it's not a great story but it's a kids movie I mean right. it's right I mean it's a kids movie it's not it's not trying to be anything more than that it's not complicated it's not it's very simple mm-hmm. it's a very simple basically the dad goes missing uh Pikachu was his Pokemon loses, his gets amnesia loses his memory. Doesn't know, uh, doesn't remember what happened in this accident. All this is in the trailer. So it's not anything spoilery. Right. Um, so the kid's dad or the, the, the detective's son played by, uh, justice Smith, who was in uh Jurassic park, fallen kingdom. Yep. And, uh, HBO TV series The Get Out. Yeah. Um, I think it was, what was it? No,
1: Netflix. No. Get Out. No it was no, on uh, The HBO.
0: Get Down. Get Down. Thank that you. It was on Netflix. Yeah. Thank you. Um, yeah. Netflix. Uh And so he plays Tim who has to go find he thinks his father's dead because that's what the police tell him and then he runs into Pikachu. Pikachu says no he's missing and then they go on a, on a search to try and find him. So it's a mystery trying to figure out what happened to him and uh, what also happened to Pikachu's memory. And I believe the end payoff is really well done. I think it it does pay off at the end. It's entertaining. Are there some plot holes? Sure. Are there some things about it that are kind of lame? Like, it's a kids it's a kids movie. You yeah. you have to allow for stuff like that to happen. Right. It you have to have some. I mean, it's great. It's a great popcorn kids movie. Okay. It's the effects are really well done. Um there's some parts where I'm like, wow, this is actually really well done for a kids, you know, like it's a kids movie. Right. Like it took some time with it. They did. And during my research when I uh reviewed this for my other podcast, it, it the uh production designer for the film was trying to find uh some reference Material as far as like uh, pictures and stuff for the characters. Right. He came across this guy. I forgot his name already. uh, By searching on the internet, came across this guy's artwork. Was amazed by how well it was done. Mm -hmm. Hired him. Put him on as a concept artist for for the movie. And that's who's they used his artwork, concept artwork, as the. Framework for all the characters, wow, and for making them look as realistic as they did, yeah. So again, and that kind of like I said uh, on the other one, I said uh, you know, if you're creative and you've got a passion, you know, stick with it even if you think it's not going anywhere because you never know when, you never know, you never know when someone's on the internet trying to look for something comes across your name and then next thing you know you're in Hollywood trying <laughs> trying to design pokemon animals for a major uh district you know for a major movie and then it goes on to, i i think they'll make a sequel because this movie made money yeah this movie made money it i found it weird that it came out that during the time it did right but because it seems like pokemon kind of came back and then kind of fizzled away again like this is kind of like a how i see like a minecraft movie coming out in like 10 years like right. you kind of passed your prime, I but I'm sure people are probably still. I think the resurgence with Pokemon Go probably helped them kind of nudge that along, because so many people are still playing it, including right. my son. Right. I think that kind of added more to it. But I would definitely recommend going to see it, um, due to the scope and the how big it, you know, and wide it is, and with the effects and everything. I think it is worth seeing in theater. Okay. Now do I think it, you're gonna it's do I think well you missed out by not seeing it in theater you watched it as a rental or whatever at the house no because no. what I tell most people is most people have decent sized TVs right. for their main TV and that that can kind of you know kind of help supplement right not seeing it in theater uh, the one thing every now and then I come across a movie I go damn I wish I would have seen that in theater right. I saw Free Solo on I think it was uh, either Hulu on Hulu at the house because I didn't see it in theater. After watching it, I was like, damn, I wish I would have seen this in IMAX because it right. would have been amazing. Right. And I really don't even like going to IMAX anymore because I think it's kind of, it's definitely overpriced and not really, you know, it's kind of a spectacle type thing. And, right. But that one, that one definitely I would yeah, have would have liked to have seen really it because it was amazing. Even I mean, it's. The uh, picture was just amazing, crisp and sharp and just beautiful to watch. The guy's nuts, but it's <laughs> a great—I mean, it's a great movie. Though I see why it won best documentary. Um, but yeah, as far as Pokemon, it's one of those. And for those that are still kind of on the fence whether or not they want to see Brightburn in theaters or not, I think you would be okay. I mean, I think if you were going to see it in theater, you would have by now because it's been out, I think, three weeks. Oh yeah. So, I think if you were going to see it, you would have seen it by now. I think you're not, you're not, if you want, I think you would be, if you're kind of on the fence about it, definitely wait till rental. Right. Wait till it hits Redbox or streaming or however, and then watch it then. And uh, I don't know if you will enjoy it more or not, but I think you'll enjoy it just the same.
1: I think it's a movie that probably would be better in a the theater. For you think so? For me, it I don't know if I can get the same experience watching it on TV. Okay.
0: Yeah. What if you were watching it on TV and there was like four or five other people with you? Uh, I don't
1: know. I'm I'm not used to seeing people. Well, I know. I'm just saying, I'm just trying to say like
0: for anybody else. Like if they had, they had like a group of people watching it together. Because I know some people have different experiences seeing movies when it's just like a couple of people. Right. Or by yourself. Like we've talked about, we've had a couple of screenings where we just... We got, you know, I don't want to say got lucky, but we're like, oh, cool, I got the theater in myself. Yeah. And how different an experience it would be with a packed or semi-full theater.
1: You might add to it.
0: Yeah. So, excuse me. Okay. Um, well, shoot, I think that's, do you have, uh, what's next on your, I know you have a list. Yeah. So what's next on your list of movies?
1: Uh... Shaft and M I B International.
0: Okay. Yeah. Shaft looks interesting. Yeah. I saw the original at the drive in many years ago. When Christian Bale was not very well known and he was the villain. Yeah. <laughs> um well, I don't want to say he wasn't very I mean he still was very, he still wasn't very well known. Just not as big as he is as he is now, yeah yeah. yeah. Um it looks interesting. I'm curious about that one. That yeah. one, I'm...
1: looks like it'll be entertaining. It'll be entertaining for yeah. sure. Yeah.
0: But kind of like, you know, like the Denzel Equalizer movies. Right. I'm like, yeah, I'll red box that one. I'm sure it's going to be entertaining. Yeah. It's just... Eh, there's...
1: Yeah, I saw the first Equalizer, but the second one...
0: I didn't watch the second one. Yeah. I haven't watched the second one yet. Let me rephrase that. Yeah. If it's at the library, I'll probably pick it up and watch it for free. Right. You know, waste an hour and a half or whatever and maybe do other things while I'm watching it but it's cuz it's one it just seems like it's just one of those that's fairly serviceable that way right maybe like I, I totally get it like I, I like i get it all right we we'll just put it on it's like a Dracula, jack reacher movie i can just put it on i get it
1: like if you happen to be scrolling with the tv oh it's on i just oh cool sure on why not the background yeah. yeah
0: yeah um i don't know if i need to see thor and valkyrie being in you know <laughs> being in a, Being in Men in Black, I, I yeah. think I was I think I was good with them. Just Thor Ragnarok, and then they were I was good after that. I don't think I need to see them being in a Men in Black movie. That I'm like, why are who was asking for another Men in Black movie? That was my other hmm. question. I don't
1: know.
0: But I've had questions like that. Like and I refer to them as my "But why's." Like right. it's like, oh, they made a Bumblebee movie, but why? Who was asking for a single bumblebee movie? It wasn't too bad. However,
1: it went too bad. <laughs> I once
0: saw it in the theater. I was very surprised. Yeah. I loved it. It's it's what
1: they it had them accurate, It was done right. It accurate. was done right. <laughs> I was cry?
0: like, I was like, I need you to do that with my GI Joe movies. <laughs> Please, someone go do that with my GI Joe movies. Right. Because that's what I was raised on was GI Joe and Transformers, and those were actually the comics I read growing up. Where the was when GI Joe was owned by Marvel. And, and, you know, that's what I grew up reading until I started, you know, reading Batman. And then... uh, But I still read the G.I. Joe ones. But I was so disappointed in both movies. The second one at least got the... was more accurate as far as the vehicles were concerned. But they are still bad movies. Terrible movies. But I still watch them because I keep holding out hope that he'll end up liking them. Right. It has not happened. But, yeah... um, Anyways, so Minute Black, ah, I'm glad you're biting the bullet for me on that one because I'll I'll rely on you, much like I did with Dark Phoenix. Yeah. Tyler
1: got me. I'm curious.
0: Yeah. I'll... For me, the next one I want to go see, I still want to go see Booksmart because I hear it's supposed to be really funny. It's the one uh, Olivia Munns directed. Or, I'm sorry, Olivia Wilde, the other Olivia. Uh, About the two
1: kids, high school. Yes.
0: uh, Jonah Hill's sister plays... uh, one of the main leads and it looks I like good coming of age movies especially if they're done very if they're done right right. I loved watching 8th grade which is on Amazon Prime so if you haven't watched it please watch it because it's so good uh, the actress I think got snubbed for an Oscar I think Bill Berman got snubbed for a, if not writing at least director but anyways I'm, yeah I really liked it I wish more people would have seen it um, but i I think it'll be. I like plus I like independent films, Uh, so I'm always there to support them. So that's one that's on my list. My son still wants to see Godzilla, so I'm sure I probably will end up taking him to go see Godzilla.
1: I think that's gonna be next weekend for me. Yeah,
0: and then uh, my daughter wants to see Aladdin. I I know I have zero interest. (laughs) My daughter is in a dance is on a dance team. Oh. their song is Friend Like Me so guess who's gonna go bo- go see Aladdin yep so I will keep you posted on that one cause as we know as parents yeah, sometimes we go see movies we don't wanna go see yeah I guarantee there's movies my mom did not wanna take me to go see yeah, or that she had no interest in seeing but she went because I wanted to go right um so <laughs> but yeah and you know it'll be I'm curious but I still have zero interest. I did not need Will Smith as the genie. I th- thought that was miscasting from the get go. Yeah. But maybe I'll be proven wrong, but I highly doubt it. <laughs> yeah, I've heard so. some
1: people say they like it that I wouldn't think would even see the movie, much less like it. So. Okay. Well,
0: know. you keep me posting on Men in Black, I'll keep you posting on Aladdin. We'll do. And then we'll get together and talk about Godzilla when we both have seen it. So um, I guess that's it. You have anything you want to plug? <laughs> No. no, you don't want anybody to know about you. Stay off my Twitter, stay off my Instagram, stay off my Snapchat and my Facebook. All right, well, for me, uh, you can always follow me at my other podcast at the Rack Focus Podcast and uh, the Facebook page and all that fun business as well as my WordPress. And we will try and get stuff moving on this and try and get more guests coming in so they can share stories about uh going to the movies with their kids kids or movies that they liked and then also as well as movies that they enjoyed uh, without their kids so as i say on my other podcast i'll say on this one too go out and recommend one movie to a friend or even a stranger all right and for me jeff hall and for my buddy patrick we wish you good
1: night good night